Why are narcissists and empaths so often drawn together in relationships? That's what we're talking about today at queenbeing.com. Narcissists, empaths, and the toxic relationship that is inevitable when the two of them get together. So let's get started. Closed captioning provided by Athena Moberg and cptsdfoundation.org. My name is Angie Atkinson and on this channel I offer free daily video coaching to help you discover, understand, and overcome narcissistic abuse in toxic relationships. I like to call it toxic relationship rehab. So if that sounds good to you, hit that subscribe button and we'll get going. If you're watching this channel, chances are that you already know that empaths and narcissists tend to be drawn together. In fact, you probably are an empath or you might be, but even if you're not, this could be valuable to you. See, the thing is, narcissists are drawn to people who are willing to do whatever it takes to make them happy. Narcissists are drawn to people who will almost bend over backward to make sure that they have self-esteem, to hold them up on a pedestal, to do whatever it takes just to make that person feel good about themselves. I remember personally with my ex-husband he seemed very insecure when I met him and so I did my very best to build up his self-esteem so that he would feel better about himself and therefore I thought be a happier person it didn't quite work out that way but it was worth a shot I thought the thing is empaths we tend to feel the feelings of other people feel those feelings we tend to have huge banks of compassion ready to give to anyone who needs it and in most cases we really understand the way people feel and we want to make people feel better. So narcissists, they take our kindness and they grab it and they run with it and they tie it all up in a little bow and they call it a relationship. What it really ends up becoming is narcissistic supply. This is very common. Now, why are these relationships so toxic? Well, because number one, as empaths, we also have a huge capacity to forgive people. So we forgive the narcissist when they do something to screw us over. We forgive the narcissist when they make a huge mistake or when they cheat on us or when they do something that just most people wouldn't forgive them for. We allow them to cross our boundaries. The closer they get to us, the lower our boundaries go. We end up becoming a shell of who we used to be when we get involved with a narcissist, especially in a close relationship. We end up becoming degraded, devalued, discarded in so many ways. We feel used up. We feel like there's not enough for us anymore or of us. As the narcissist in our life creates more and more and more chaos, we actually become sort of addicted to it, believe it or not. We talk to friends about it sometimes and sometimes our friends try to convince us that, you know, well, opposites attract. You guys are just different. You just have to find some common ground. We go to therapists. They tell us we're the crazy ones. They feel sorry for the narcissist to have such a clingy whatever kind of person on their arm. Narcissists have this way of fooling people outside the relationship into thinking they're just the greatest guy or girl they ever met and they can't possibly understand why someone would not just love everything about them. They fool therapists, they fool teachers, they fool your mom sometimes. In general, narcissists are attracted to people they can take from. People who will give and give and give. Empaths, of course, are the complete opposite of that. They will give and give and give until they have no more. So while the narcissist has a huge need for admiration and attention, the empath is naturally a highly sensitive person, is naturally going to tune into the fact that the narcissist seems lacking in this area and like I did with my ex we try to show them that they deserve admiration we sense their need for self-esteem we sense their need for attention and we do everything in our power to help them get what they need we absorb feelings from other people really easily and this makes us really attractive to narcissists because in general we see them as sort of needy they 
consciously or otherwise, see us as someone who will fulfill their needs and selflessly, which makes us even more attractive to them. So we know why narcissists are attracted to us. They are attracted to us because we show selflessness, because we'll do whatever it takes to make them feel good about themselves. When they have an extreme emotional reaction, we react just as swiftly to soothe it. But for us, it doesn't work out that well because we become attracted to them because we see the false self. They show us this ideal situation. They show us someone who even though we understand they have something we can help them with or you know, maybe we need to help their self-esteem or whatever, we see that as them showing us their vulnerable side when they do kind of let the mask down a little bit. But what ends up happening is that <laughs> It's not their vulnerable side, it's their true self that we're seeing behind the mask. By the time we finally realize that, okay, this person isn't what I signed up for, we're so far in that we don't even know the way out anymore. These relationships are incredibly toxic for empaths. Then of course when it comes to empaths, once we've been discarded this time, next time, repeatedly, because it tends to run in a little cycle where you go through the idealization phase or the love bombing and then you roll on over into devaluation around the time they realize you're human and then you're either actually discarded and thrown out or you end up right back in the hoovering phase where they're trying to suck you back in and then they go right back to love bombing and then it's a whole cycle again. So this could happen once or multiple times depending on the situation, but usually it happens multiple times throughout a relationship, sometimes for decades. Then we think every time we're discarded, oh my gosh, maybe I should have listened better. Maybe I should have cared more. Maybe I should have tried harder. Maybe they wouldn't have cheated on me if I would just wear a little lipstick now and then. Maybe they wouldn't have cheated on me if I had been whatever it was that they wanted or if I had cooked their dinner that one time when they didn't ask me to or whatever. What we have to realize is that it's not our fault. It had nothing to do with us had to do with the narcissist and their cycle. And we can see that when we watch them get into a relationship with a new supply because they do the same thing. They wind up going after that person, love bombing that person, devaluing that person, discarding that person, sucking that person back in and starting the whole process again. It doesn't matter if it's you or another body, it's just how their relationships are going to go because they don't have the ability to really get to know and care about the other person in that relationship. It's almost impossible for us as empaths to even believe the possibility that other people might really not have the ability to feel empathy. Whether they have the actual ability or not is debatable, but what I have seen is that while we have proof that in some cases the part of the brain that handles empathy is thinner in narcissists, we also know that narcissists could feasibly be taught empathy but they would have to also go through this whole process of discovering their own core wounds, working through them and figuring it out, which of course would lead to lots and lots of actually in intentional healing and therapy and things like that. And we don't see that happen. I've never seen it happen. Another interesting thing about the narcissist empath relationship is that empaths tend to want everything to be nice and peaceful all the time. We're peacemakers. We don't want drama or conflict in our lives. Well, narcissists are the opposite of that. So what are they doing? When you're walking around trying to keep the peace, they're walking around trying to stir stuff up. And so if you go and you soothe the stuff every time, you become a great source of supply because not only are you focused on their drama and their needs, being a good narcissistic supply, but you're also cleaning up their messes. That makes you perfect for them. Of course, we've talked before about intermittent reinforcement, where the love bombing phase pops back in and crumbs throughout the relationship. So maybe in one minute, you're being gaslighted up one side and down the other, and in the next minute, you see the sweet person come back who once sucked you in with pure, what seemed like, love. They mix the nice guy, nice girl stuff in 
with their insults and their rudeness and their disrespect intermittently because it leads to us falling for and staying around for any potential act of kindness they have to offer us. Their crumbs become gold to us and in fact are the thing that keep us stuck. As empaths, we tend to understand that everybody's human, everybody makes mistakes. Well, narcissists count on that and that's another reason we forgive them way more often than we should. We'll say to ourselves, well, I'm not perfect, so how can I expect them to be perfect? Well, you don't have to expect them to be perfect, but you should definitely expect that they won't cross your boundaries or break your deal breakers whatever those are. Because we tend to want to help people do better, we tend to want to help them grow, help them change, that just ends up biting us in the butt with a narcissist. This leads us to form a trauma bond and it's almost like we end up being stuck forever if we don't intentionally choose to get out. The trauma bond is what happens during, you know, you've heard of Stockholm Syndrome. It's basically because you go through trauma, stress, upset with this person, you become bonded to them in a very unhealthy way. It's almost like a drug addiction and I've talked about that in other videos. Check that out if you want, especially the one called Your Brain on Narcissistic Abuse. I'll try to remember to link to that for you. I know for me, when I was going through all of this, I tended to want to see myself as the problem and I did whatever I could to try to fix myself so that I wouldn't be causing all these problems in our relationship. And I think a lot of empaths do that same thing. So if you're doing that, recognize this. One person cannot fix the relationship alone. Both people have to be involved in changing and growing together. You cannot evolve by yourself in a relationship and expect to fix all the problems. You have to be careful that if you are doing personal work, which is a great thing, in a relationship that you're not the only person doing the personal work. That person has to do it too or it will not work. In every relationship, there are some boundaries that you're gonna to have to set. Healthy boundaries for yourself and the other person. And what I mean is, for example, like in my relationship, my deal breakers are don't cheat on me, don't hit me, don't hurt my kids in any way, shape, or form. Don't abuse me in any way, shape, or form. Those are fairly reasonable and don't require a whole lot of thought if you're with a healthy person. If the person that you're with is breaking your deal breakers on the regular, my friend, you have some things to think about. You don't have to be hard-hearted. You don't have to become dead inside in order to be healthy. You just have to learn to set your boundaries and stand behind them firmly. And do not allow a person to break your boundaries and remain part of your inner circle. Just a friendly reminder from me to you. This leads me to the question of the day. And the question of the day is, are you an empath in a relationship with a narcissist? And how has that worked for you in the past? How's it working for you now? Or have you already seen the light and gone away from your narcissist? Share your thoughts, share your ideas, share your experiences in the comment section below and let's talk about it. Thank you so much for being a part of my day and a part of my life and hey, thanks for letting me be a part of yours. It really does mean a lot to me. Now before I go, make sure to take a look at the videos I'm leaving for you right here and right here. And while you're here, hit that subscribe button right there so that we can stay connected and continue on this healing journey together. I'll see you soon.